Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How are you this Rocktober morning? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing amazing, brother. I'm doing amazing. Um, yeah, we're, believe it or not, we're already halfway through Rocktober. I can't even believe it. It feels like it just started. I know. Time's just going too fast, especially for yeah, this man. month. Right? It's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, uh, what a crazy week. Uh, I don't know about you, but today was, or not today, but this past week was a very busy week at the uh, Hall House. Mm-hmm. We uh, celebrated our trifecta birthdays. Um, my late grandfather's birthday of the 12th, celebrated that, called my mom because I couldn't call him, so I called her. Right. And uh, talked to her for a little bit, and then 13th was uh, the Mrs. birthday. Ruth's birthday was 13th, celebrated that. And then uh, the 14th, of course, was mine and celebrated that and went and saw the 35th anniversary of the movie Rad, and to which I'll be talking about today. Okay. Yeah. And golly, trying, I honestly don't even remember Friday. <laughs> like, it's just like, I just don't remember it. I know we did stuff, but I honestly can't remember what. And um, yeah, it's Saturday. We. Uh, Good grief, what did we do? Uh, it's been so busy, everything kind of blurs together. Right. Um, I know we did something Saturday night. Don't remember what it was. That's just how crazy it's been. And um, that's that's actually kind of bugging me now. But I know the kids had a good time, if I can remember what it was. But, yeah. And, um, and then yesterday we did, we did, oh, Saturday we went to the Predators hockey game. That's what it was. Okay. I saw the Preds uh, face off against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Carolina ended up winning three to two, but yeah, everybody had a blast. And then, game, oh yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was great. Uh, everybody had to be vaccinated. You had to upload your vaccination card or your or a COVID, you know, pot, you know, I guess negative uh, COVID test within I think seventy two hours or something like that. Yeah. Um, in order to get in, so, and then kids just had to wear masks. That's it. So, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, everybody had a blast. Been a while since we've been to a game. A very long time. It's even. And uh, aside from the god awful traffic that is uh, downtown traffic nowadays, uh, yeah, no, there's a reason why we don't go down, go down there anymore. Yeah, it's uh, oof, wow. Especially for special events. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And it's, uh, wow. It's <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we, then yesterday we went to Boo at the zoo, uh, at the Nashville Zoo. Uh, basically every year for three weekends, they close down the zoo early and have people, you know, uh, volunteers and people working uh, out there at various different stands throughout the park handing out candy to to kids dressed up adults can dress up as well which is why i debuted my top gun flight suit when as maverick and honestly i had sweats on underneath 
but it was seriously the most comfortable thing I've think I've ever worn. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I even tell Ruth, I go, God, aren't, I really wish I could wear this to work. <laughs> I said, it's comfortable. I like the pockets where they are. Um, it's lightweight and it's still comfortable and it's long sleeve. And usually I don't, I'm not a fan of long sleeves, but even I was comfortable in that. And yeah. uh, I was like, don't be surprised. This is just all I wear for the rest of the month. <laughs> I said, it's just, I said, I may have to get a backup one just in case, but no, it's, it's pretty comfy and kids had a great time. We actually, speaking of the predators actually ran into two of them. At Boo at the Zoo, we ran into Grayson's new favorite player as of Saturday night. Uh, she just refers to him as number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip Forsberg, a.k.a. Scoresberg, uh, ran into him. Kids got a picture with him. And uh, uh, I think it's Mateus at home. I don't think it's Matthew, but it's one of the two. Um, we just refer to him as Mediac, um, number 14. So they were out with their families and everything trick-or-treating. So that was fun. It was, uh, it was, and they were very, very nice and um, very sweet. And we even took photos. Actually, they had me take a photo of the group of them. So look at that. Um, yeah, but all in all, good time. Kids got to do s'mores and all that and do a couple of rides and a couple of various different things they had there during the Halloween time. So all in all, an amazing time. So that's been our extremely busy week. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Very busy. Um, mine wasn't as busy, but um, uh, basically Friday I went to see one of the movies we'll be talking about later. And then um, about a week or so ago, you know, I got a hit of nostalgia. Where I wanted to play, a, you know, some old rest, old school wrestling games on PS2. Oh, yeah. So I plug it up. I got no power. <laughs> oh, no. So I figured I kind of looked up like what it could be. And so I ordered a, a power board on Saturday. I went through, opened it up, swapped it out, and then, you know, plugged it in, and then I had power. And so then the next concern was, I wonder if it's the CD CD drive, but everything worked fine. So it was just a power board. At this, you know, at least this time, it's just a power board. Switched it out, and everything works. So I played one match on one game, and I was like, okay, that was fun, and then put it back up. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So hopefully, you know, because it had been maybe a year since I'd last pulled it out, played okay. it. And um, so it was about time. I've had it since it came out. So I'm glad that was the only thing wrong with it, because if not, I would have known what to do. <laughs> and I'm still surprised ours works. Our PS2 works because I'll yeah. play. I'll whip it out and play Tony Hawk every now and then. Yeah. Uh, Pro Skater 2 and 3 and Hot Shots Golf, which I forgot how hard that game was. Or oh, is. Yeah. yeah. So you get the hang of it. It's oh, it's rough. It seems simple, but it's a learning curve. It it literally because your ball goes <laughs> the wrong direction. But yeah, it's it, it's uh, but it's fun. It's just it, it it's just not a very player. For, I mean, if you're new to it, if you know, it's not very user friendly. Yeah. At first, but yeah, it's it's good. I I dig it. <clears throat> um, we ended up getting a couple of new games for the Switch. Uh. This week we got. I wanted to get. They have. Uh, if you've either been in Chuck E. Cheese or, or shoot, even movie. Some movie theaters even have them. Um, Dave and Buster's, the uh, the racing classic uh, Cruising, where they have like the wild, the very wild tracks and various different things, and just 
basically if Fast and Furious were a video game, it would be this. <laughs> it's just, yes. just redonkulous things and that occur doing it, but it's so much fun. So we ended up uh well we I I decided I wanted us to get that game. Uh York uh and I played Mario Kart twice yesterday. We both tied for fourth place the first time. And then uh York beat me by one point uh the okay. second second round. Yeah. It was crazy. So I'm like, bro, you'll like this. And so we got cruising. Uh he wanted Cuphead for the Switch. He has it for his Xbox. Um but he wanted it for the Switch, so I let him get it for a Switch because it was cheap. And then I got a G.I. Joe game, which is basically like a, almost like a Splinter Cell or, I don't know, but it's G.I. Joe. <laughs> like a third-person shooter type deal? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, and then you could it switches back and forth between, like each mission, you switch between uh, Joe's and Cobra. Mm-hmm. So it, there is no, like, you're just one character where you get to choose. <clears throat> I think after... It, as you go through, I think you're able to unlock. I'm not exactly sure. I've only played it like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, got through two missions and then um, switched it off. And then uh, I also got uh, the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Edition or 25th. I don't know. Whatever whatever anniversary edition that's out, that was cheap. Because <clears throat> it is more the PG version of those fighting games. Right. And uh, we're not quite ready for Mortal Kombat. Plus, I think that's a... As much as I like Mortal Kombat, I like old school Mortal Kombat where it's a little cheesier and not as like graphic graphic. I'm like, okay, that's a bit much. But that's me. Uh, that's just me. Well, considering the Switch version, graphically is not as intense as that's the true. PS. It may look a little, you know, exaggerated compared right. to the other systems. Yeah. But um, so I haven't had a chance to play that yet because we again went and got those, got that stuff, and then went to boo at the zoo. So. I played for uh, played a little bit before I fell asleep, and then I was like, I uh, I'm gonna have to be up in a couple hours to do carpool, so we need to get moving. Yeah, <laughs> we, need, we need to go to bed and put this away. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, speaking of switch, yeah. Before we started recording, I got a notification that I had something delivered, which is something supposed to be delivered a week ago. And actually supposed to be delivered last Friday because that's when it came out. So I upgraded my Switch model to the new OLED. On okay. PC. Oh, you got the new. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the first upgrade. You know, it's got a different uh, OLED screen, so the colors pop, as they yeah. say. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't seen it in person yet, so I'll check it right. out later. Um, it's got a different dock that okay. supposedly later on you can do some 4K type upgrade upscaling but that yeah. hadn't been proven yet it's just rumors and gotcha. then um it's got the better battery you know i've been wanting one with the better battery so the one i have now I can just leave it in the dock and then have that portably and be good there and um yeah i'm hoping to I, check it out a little later I, i'm not i'm not even joking so since we got our switch mm-hmm. for the house in york keeps bringing his from his mom's yeah I've kind of confiscated, not confiscated. I've kind of taken over the Switch Lite that nobody wants, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I play. <laughs> like I just take it with me. I just bring it up to upstairs after everybody goes to bed. And if I'm not watching a movie, then you know I just use that and then I plug it in, charge it. And, I mean, it's yours. I mean, his stepmom got it for him. But if he's not using it, I mean, I'm not gonna not let it go to use. Right. So, but if, obviously, if you wanted, then obviously he has it back. But. Uh, 
but yeah, it's uh, it's been good. It's been fun. Uh, some good family time. Yes. And fall break is over. Kids are back in school this week, at least here in the greater Nashville area. So. Yeah, today should be the first day back for for Kyle as well. So. Yep. Yeah. Sucks, but here we are. Second yeah. quarter, man. Yes. Here we rolling. Before you know, it'll be Christmas, and then half the year already be by. Thanks. So, but, you know, it's all right. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're excited. They should be, at least, because that means there's that much closer to their next break. Sure. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so, before we get started on TV Talk, we have to discuss the big news over the weekend is DC Fandom, which is... I, I hate the name. I don't. It's such a stupid name. I don't like it. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, DC Fandom was this weekend. So mm-hmm. basically, what that means for people that are fans of DC comics and movies and just whatever DC entertainment and those properties, it was their big yearly reveal of all the things coming out new in the next year or so, or at least in production. If yeah. not completed production, it's currently in production. And, you know, for things that either are completed or are in production, but they have some footage, they uh, they released it to show everybody. It's kind of like their own virtual convention, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, it's it was nice. It just. For the amount that I watched, it just like ate up battery life. It's like playing Pokemon Go on your phone. It eats up battery life and makes your phone hot as hell within like a couple of minutes. Yeah. And that's basically what DC fandom was like. I'm like, can y'all just release this in like a black and white version to where I don't, <laughs> where maybe it doesn't eat up or take up. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I finally quit after a while and just checked Twitter feed and just updated it. Um, but the biggest news is the Batman trailer, the full, first full on trailer. Um, they had released kind of, I guess, a teaser trailer. And the best thing about this second trailer or official trailer, whatever you want to call it, is that the footage in this trailer was none of that was in the previous trailer. Right. It's all new. Like all of it is new. It's not just a few extra scenes that wasn't in the first trailer. No, this straight up gives you new footage and gives guess a little bit of it you still don't really know what the story is about per se but you know who the villains are though at the very beginning of the trailer it introduces the riddler Mm -hmm. briefly but introduces the riddler followed by showing obviously batman bruce wayne alfred um the penguin oswald cobblepot and uh zoe zoe kravitz's uh selena kyle a.k.a. Catwoman. And it's beautiful. I mean, just the trailer looks beautiful. I mean, it's just... Like, I already know it's going to be shot amazingly. Like, I, yes. I'm i already impressed without having actually seen the movie. Right. Like, the acting could probably be trash, and I probably will still enjoy it because it still cinematically looks beautiful and ridiculous. Yes. <clears throat> so, I'm very, very excited for it. Um, it was definitely worth the wait of the trailer. The movie will come out March 4th 
of next year. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't. Yeah. Um, and I forgot Jeffrey Wright, my new favorite. <laughs> yes. Um, not really new favorite, but the one we've been talking about a lot recently. Yes. Is is going to be James Gordon this go around. So that's yes. awesome. Colin Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot, unrecognizable. Exactly. Didn't I would I legit thought it was Tom Wilkinson who played uh, Falcone <laughs> actually from um, from The Dark Knight once, but that's who I thought it was because it looks yeah. and kind of sounds just like him. But no, it's a uh, Colin Farrell. Um, Peter Sarsgaard is going to play District Attorney Gil Coulson. Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth. Of course, R. Pats is playing Bruce Wayne, Batman. Paul Dano, I forgot who was playing. Uh, at, well, it says Edward Nashton, but it's supposed yeah. to be Enigma, but whatever. Because he's an Enigma. <laughs> uh, Zoe Kravitz again playing Selena Kyle. Uh, oh, Barry Kagan's going to be in it, uh, who's also in uh, Eternals. He's playing Officer Stanley Merkel. John Turturro as Falcone. Um, yeah, it's this cast looks great. Like I'm just, I'm ready. Bring it, <laughs> bring it. So, yep, March fourth. So, um, also dropped uh, is Shazam, Shazam, um, <laughs> or not Shazam. Uh, that too, the Black Adam. Uh, very much teaser. They should. They only dropped like. They only drop like a minute of footage, but still they show, you know, they drop something, you know, a little bit of footage. Might Very not even footage. be what's in the, it's just enough to just enough give to you an idea, an idea and yeah. show him in his outfit. But you really don't even see his face because he has the hood up, but still looks awesome. You can recognize his chin. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that's supposed to be coming out July 29th, 2022. So July 29th next year. Uh, yeah. So Dwayne Johnson is Black Adam, Pierce Brosnan is Doctor Fate, which I think is going to be great. Um, I know they're going to have Adam Smasher, and I forgot who else, but there's like a couple more from Justice Society, so it's going to be great. I'm very much um, looking forward to that. And then yeah, there is some, uh, and then they had some Shazam stills. They didn't really have footage because they're shooting it right now. But Shazam, Shazam, uh, Fury of the Gods, expected to come out June second of twenty twenty three. But yeah, Zachary Levi reprising his role. Helen Mirren uh, will play his his Sparrow, and then Lucy Liu as Calypso, and then ever basically all the other. Billy Bats in front, like all the original cast from the first one, yeah. as the kids and as well as the superhero versions of the kids. So, will all be prized in their role. And, uh, yeah, it looks so from what they've shown, at least, it looks really good. Uh, and then, of course, James Wan and uh, Jason Momoa showed some behind the scenes stuff of Aquaman 2. Yeah. I can't remember if it's got a can't remember if that one has another title. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That's what it was. 
Sounds like a Raiders. Sounds like an Indiana Jones title. Uh, but that one's expected to be out December 16th next year. And basically everybody from the original is going to be back. Uh, Patrick Wilson is King Orm and uh, uh, Michael J. White as as Black Manta. There's some new Black Manta uh, stills that were released. And yeah, looks pretty good. So far, I mean, if it's anything like the last one, I think they're just expanding on that wild universe that they, fantastical universe that they showed uh, in the first one. So, and then uh, let's try and think what else movie wise. Am I forgetting anything movie wise? Um, Flash. Oh, Flashpoint. Yes. Well, the Flash, but Flashpoint. Um, yes, that trailer that. Nobody cared about actually the footage. They were just focusing on Michael Keaton's voiceover the entire thing. Right. Looked, yes. Just him, this, this, just to walk up with the cows. Like, yeah. All right, I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, I don't know if you've seen this, but when I first saw the picture, I'm like, oh, it's the Batman building. Yeah. But then it was just the cow. <laughs> it's just <laughs> the shadow of the cow looking out. Into the uh, city, and I'm like, I'm like, oh wait, no, that's that's Batman. That's not <laughs> that's not the building. That's God. I've lived in Nashville too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, very yeah. I'm the Flash trailer looks great. Hashtag not my Flash. Um, because yeah, no. Give me either John Wesley Ship or Grant Gustin. Uh, Ezra Miller's a fine actor. I don't, I don't like it, Miss Flash. I'm sorry. Even, 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 even after the Snyder cut. Now maybe, maybe his character changes in this movie, and he's not as goofy. I was gonna say spastic, but I don't even know if that's appropriate. I don't know if that's an appropriate word. I really don't care. It's just a description. If you know what that means, then you just kind of all over the place. But <clears throat> I hope it's. Yeah, I hope it's more. He's more after the after the battle with with Stephen Steppenwolf and Justice League and everything. This shows some growth and that he's maturing, coming maybe a little bit more. Like he's Flash has always been a little funny, but not. He's not Jokey McJosherson. That's yeah. how that's that's his bag. Like even like that's why they cast Ryan Reynolds because he could do the Jokey Jokey. But the movie was still turned. But I'm just saying that's was perfect casting. It was just not a good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh. Anyways, the I can't wait to see how that how that works. You know. Yeah. How they how they in the two flashes and the Supergirl that are in it. So um, I think three total. But anyways. I, I'm curious to see how that how that works out, and I can't wait to see all the various Bitmen that are in it. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to do any resetting of things. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, if if any point to do it, this is the movie to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to yeah get things right. Yep. And it was announced that there is going to be a Wonder Woman three. So speaking of resetting things. <laughs> uh. Uh. So, so 
Only way up. Only way is up. <laughs> That's the only way is up. Go. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. They, they dipped. Now they bring it back up. <laughs> when I dip, you dip. All right. <laughs> and then um, some sad news, at least from from the TV front. Um, we'll, you know, of course, get into is that. Uh, is that why the last man has gotten canceled on FX slash Hulu, whatever, whatever FX on who I'm whatever. Anyways, it's not going to be around on the year of those things. Um, They're looking for a new home and feel confident. They could find a new one. I think it should go to HBO max because it's a DC product. And I mean, it's vertigo, which is owned by DC. It's just a more adult line yeah. of comics. Um, that DC owns to be like, was it the max comics for Marvel? <laughs> so a more adult centered. I think that's where it should go. It just doesn't, it makes, I don't understand why it wasn't there in the first place, but whatever. Um, it's an amazing story that I think needs to be told. Cause it talks, it deals a lot with gender and inclus- inclusivity. Is that a word? Can I make it a word? Um, inclusiveness. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, there we go. That'll work too. And also dealing with the deadly virus, and that takes out an entire gender, you know, or at least chromosome at least. So it's a fascinating story and a lot of great, uh, deals a lot with relationships and everything. Anyways, it's a great story. I'm on. Just starting, I just started episode eight, which is the most recent. And I'm liking how they're doing the story. Like, I'm not, like, it's, they're doing a good job. I just, I don't know why they, I mean, the amount of things that Hulu does have on there, this yeah. is going to be the one that gets, okay. So yeah, is it just that it's not getting a new season, or they're actually going to pull it from? They're, uh, well, it just said canceled. So okay. I guess no, just not a new season, but. Um, Eliza Clark, who's the executive producer of the show and I guess the showrunner, uh, said they're con- they feel confident they could find a new home and are excited for what's next. So yeah. fingers crossed. Um, but so uh, DC also has a new show called Naomi uh, coming out that was announced. Uh, looks like it's going to premiere May 1st, six episodes. Uh, follows a young woman on her hero's journey. And I don't know much about the comic, so I can't really speak to it too much, but try and find out more. But yeah. And then, so for every sad thing, there is an amazing thing that comes out of it. So even though currently Why the Last Man is maybe uh, not seeing the light, I am over the moon excited that my second favorite Vertigo property is coming to the small screen. The show is called, or the the comic is called DMZ. It was written by Brian, one of my favorite writers, Brian Wood, and art done by Ricardo Butcher. I'm going to butcher the name. Buccelli. See if I 
got that right. Basically, a civil war breaks out in a futuristic America, and Manhattan becomes a demilitarized zone. So there you go. Uh, Benjamin Bratt's going to be in it. Rosario Dawson. I don't even see who's playing Matty Roth. I think that's going to be ridiculous for them not to have a Matty Roth. It's like literally the main character of the show or the series. Um, but yeah, uh, Ernest R. Dickerson is directing. Ava DuVernay is also directing one episode. And I think she's producing it as well. So it is a very... This comic came out like 10 years ago or more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it came out like away or something. Uh, right now it just shows five episodes. So and it says TV miniseries. So I don't know if they're going to try and do it all. I don't see how they can. But um, it was just five episodes for the first season. But it's such a great and fascinating uh, story. I absolutely love it. It's hands down one of my favorites because Maddie Roth is kind of like York Brown. They're both kind of idiots, like lovable idiots. Like they're very extremely fallible and they're both kind of have their own kind of arrogance about things Mm -hmm. that they're very stupid about. (laughs) But they're also very smart in different er other areas. Um, Maddie Roth is a journalist that got dropped in the demilitarized zone to, you know, to report on the civil war going on and gets entangled and misses his, no, his helicopter gets shoot, shot out of the sky, like his ride back. And I think his, I remember right, like his dad was a Senator or something like that. And he's cut off from the outside world. So he's stuck in the demilitarized zone and having to essentially fend for himself. But at the same time, like nobody's trying to kill him because he's a journalist. But then some people are trying to kill him because yeah. he's a journalist. <laughs> so it's it's a it's very interesting. So um, still, I'm gonna I got to find out who's gonna play Maddie because I don't see that. I don't know how you can have I don't know how you can have a show without its lead character. <laughs> it's kind of there naming him something else. Right, which seems stupid, but yeah. Anyways, uh, watch them get why the last man right, but DMZ are wrong. It's gonna be sad state of affairs, and that one's actually on HBO Max, so um, it does not say when it's coming out yet. It does say 2021, so God, yeah, just question next to the episodes, yeah. probably. Um, so we'll see. But those are the things I'm very excited about as far as um, DC fandom and all the exciting things they have coming out. And Oh, the Sandman TV show also. They didn't really, I mean, they've already dropped a trailer. It's not much. I think they dropped a trailer. I feel like they did. Um, but it's very much a teaser. That one's actually coming to Netflix. Um, that is one of my, my ex-wife's favorite, favorite, favorite. Uh, comic book stories is Sandman. That's where um, John Constantine was first introduced was Sandman comics. And then Hellblazer, you know, was basically Constantine's comic book series. This one's 11 episodes and also coming out this year, but also does not have a date yet. Um, Yeah. 
basically upon ex- there is a, a short trailer never mind i remember that upon escaping after decades of imprisonment by a mortal wizard dream the personification of dreams sets about to reclaim his lost equipment so and it was written and developed by neil gaiman and let's see here uh, it does have if you watched um Game of Thrones does have Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer and everybody else you will not recognize. Charles Dance also from from uh, Game of Thrones is in it. Roderick Burgess. Um, Stephen Fry plays Gilbert and Boyd Holbrook plays the Corinthian. Uh, Kirby Hal Baptiste plays Death. So, yeah. And John Cameron Mitchell is also in it. Patton Oswalt, Matthew the Raven. Oh, plays the voice. Shocker. Joey Richardson. It's got some great people in it. David Thules from the Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, again, no actual date when that's coming up, but that will be coming to Netflix. So I am, yeah, looking forward to all the cool things from DC. Cool. Uh, real quick for me, TV talk. I finally finished watching your Squid Game show. It's fine. I'm not as like, oh my god, you have to watch. I'm like, all right, yeah, I watched it. Um, it's fine. It's yeah, it's it's fine. I figured out who the dude was in the mask. Like I yeah. figured that out fairly quickly. It because some things, no matter what country you're in, some some storylines are still formulaic. Right. <laughs> like there's, it's still pretty easy to kind of figure that part out and. Who's behind it? Figured that out. Uh, probably first part of the second episode. Yeah. Uh, it then yeah. But it's still good to see how things play out. And yeah. it's 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 fine. It's a fine show. I'm not going to rush for season two because I'm sure there will be from its popularity. There's no way it's not going to be. It's crazy that it took them ten years to get this made, but at the same yeah. time, it's not. <laughs> I mean, we saw how long it took for Paper Tigers to get made, and. Uh, you know, a couple of these other shows. So, um, congrats. I'm glad I kind of glad I watched it before it really got too crazy. Because if it like if I hadn't watched it and had all this hype around mm. it, it probably would have been a while before I watched it. Yeah. I don't like watching you? everything that everybody's watching. It takes yeah. a while for me to get into yeah. it. So I'm like I'm going like- in with all this hype and stuff. I'm like I gotta wait for it to die down. So I'm glad I kind of knocked it out before that. Yeah, look at you, you little hipster. Finally, got watching it. Of the curve. Yep. <laughs> being all being a Netflix hipster watching it before it was cool. <laughs> rare. rare. It's rare that that happens. <laughs> uh, and then it's yeah, it's fine. Ruth even watched it. She she actually finished it before I did. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I, I'm just not as yeah, it's not really my thing, but I, it's fine. I I I didn't hate it, but I didn't like love it either. Like Arabelle seems to be. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Um, and oh, and then Titans is starting to wrap up, and they also announced they're coming back for a fourth season. Um, it's finally getting somewhat interesting yet again. <laughs> so, um, it's just a lot of boring, not really much, not very interesting story in the middle, but. First two and it looks like last two will be pretty good. 
the other eight episodes, whatever. Just <laughs> stuff to keep things moving. Then, yeah. like, we'll start strong, level out in the middle, then knock it out uh, at the end, I guess. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Instead of just oh, being yeah. consistently great throughout. <laughs> right, exactly. God forbid. Um, but no, things are heating up between between the Titans and Jason Todd and Scarecrow and everything. Oh, and then Batgirl movie got announced, or not announced, they showed some concept art and everything, so that also looks like that'll be good. A Blue Beetle live action, or, uh, yeah, also they're working on, um, sorry, I'm just randomly remember things. Oh, and for kids, they're going to be doing a T-Titans Go uh, slash DC Superhero Girls crossover movie, so that'll be, I think that'll be a blast, Um, be a lot of fun. And if you have HBO Max, there's a new Aquaman animated series. There's only one episode. It's 45 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty funny. Like, it's like not meant to be action. Actually, it's meant to be funny. And we had it on yesterday morning before our, before our Mario Kart racing and had that on while the kids were making bracelets and everything. And I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. So I was like, I'll watch the next one. It seems like it's sort of done trying to describe the animation. The animation kind of reminds me kind of like a mixture between Steven Universe and SpongeBob. There's probably a much better example um, of as to the kind of animation, but that's what I'm thinking of, like a cross between those two um, to kind of give reference. But I, I like it. I find it humorous and enjoyable. Um, the kids really didn't watch it. <laughs> But that's fine. Yeah. They'll probably they maybe end up watching again. York did ask how long the episodes were. I said, well, this one's 45 minutes. So, um, but it did say like chapter one, Death Sea or something like that. So it's, yeah, it's pretty funny. The One of the opening things when they introduced uh, Aquaman as the new king to sit on the throne and the throne shaped like a seahorse. And it's Aquaman trying to find a way to get comfortable sitting in the seahorse. Because it's the way it's shaped, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. But it's like, is there? Do, can we not get like a different chair or a different? He was like, nope, this is it. And so he's like all contorted, trying to sit in this seahorse shape. Work it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. It was pretty funny. I liked it. So pretty good gag. Um, but yeah, so that's on HBO Max. I watched that as well. So, um, yeah, man, that's. And I'm trying to get caught up on Why the Last Man, which is still pretty interesting. Um, basically, they got him, 355, and Dr. Allison Mann, who's a genetics person, trying to get her get to her lab in San Francisco, her other lab in San Francisco, and uh, to wind up in a car wreck. Well, basically, their tires got blown out, wound up in a wreck. Uh York was unconscious, got hauled away by some by some uh, people, and 355 and Dr. Man were left. Well, they were left, but they ended up, because they were, uh, 355 was unconscious, Dr. Man was slightly conscious, and you see them wake up in a jail cell. So they got hauled away. Basically, they got abducted by former prisoners at a women's prison. That are now out and they're trying to figure out why York survived. So, and Dr. Man and uh, 355 are trying to get out. 
meanwhile, uh, York's girlfriend finally, or finally makes it to the, to the white house or to the state Capitol and meets up with York's mom. That's now the president. And yeah. So she does not tell him that York's still alive. She won't tell anyone that York's still alive, even though she knows. So it's, things are getting more interesting there. And then Missy Pyle is who I absolutely love. Great character actress, almost unrecognized. I mean, she's, she can, she really transforms into whatever character she's playing. And I absolutely love her for it. Uh, and it, I mean, if you look at just what the role she plays, Josie and the Pussycats to dodgeball to something like this. I mean, she does comedy drama. Like she's not afraid to play any role. It's, it's awesome. And she plays kind of a badass in this one, but like a, uh, almost like a militant person <laughs> that's trying to, strike fear into these young girls and women to basically say, Hey, y'all need to be prepared for what's coming next. And, you know, she's telling us to like 10 and 11 year old girls, you know, and to try and get them ready. And a couple, you know, some of the adults are not on board with that because, you know, they're just kids, but you know, she's like, well, listen, you know, times are changing. They have to know what's going on and they need to be prepared. So, yeah. Pretty interesting. It's yeah, I'm a fan though. I, I love how they're doing it. So, all right, man, let's get into it. Unless you got some, sorry, what you got in? No, it hasn't really been. Um, I know there's new season of Bad Woman on CW. I haven't watched the first episode yet. It's probably two episodes now that I missed. Yeah. Um, of course, Walking Dead's on there. Mid-season break till February, and then new season of you on netflix started yes. i haven't gotten to that yet me either but that's that's on my my to do or to watch list so yes yeah that's about it same same okay yeah i didn't mean to i just thought i was like i didn't ask patrick if he had anything okay man watch <laughs> i watched maybe the first 10 minutes of batwoman till okay. the credits scroll and uh, yeah. i can't go back to it i did watch the trailer the trailer looks hilarious like yeah. now her and Hallis have to team up, but I love it's done like a seventies <laughs> like buddy cop. Like, yeah. Basically unlike like we, unlike we do. Yeah. Yeah. He has a soup malfunction at the beginning. And I'm like, all right. So I got to, I didn't have time to really focus on it. So I said, right. I'll rewatch it later. Yeah. yeah. It looks, it looks like it'll be uh, more humorous. I guess not as dark, but more humorous. I like. So we'll see how that, how that goes. Um, all right, here we go. Future presentation. This week we have Halloween Kills, aka I guess you could say The Return of Michael Myers, but that's a different movie. Is <laughs> uh, that five? I think that's yeah, number five. Um, anyways, Halloween Kills opened up this past Friday, October fifteenth. The saga of Michael Myers, Michael Myers, and Laurie Strode continue in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. Directed by David Gordon Green, written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, or at least based on correct characters uh, created by Deborah Hill. Yeah. And actually, that's a based on you know characters by John Carpenter. Sorry, written by Scott Teams, Danny McBride. Yes, that Danny McBride, mm-hmm. and David Gordon Green, and directed by David Gordon Green. It has a runtime of one hour, 45 minutes, which to me seemed like it was longer than that for some reason at times. Yeah. 
Starring Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, Judy Greer as Karen. Not that kind of Karen. <laughs> uh, Andy Matichek as Allison. Uh, James, James Jude Courtney. Well, it says The Shape, but obviously Michael Myers. Yeah. Uh, as well as Nick Castle also played him, too. Actually, three different people played him. And then Aaron Armstrong also played. Interesting. Um, uh, Will Patton as Officer Hawkins. Thomas Mann as Young Hawkins. Jim Cummings as Pete McCabe. Dylan Arnold as Cameron Elam. Robert Longstreet as Lonnie Elam. And my cousin, maybe? I don't know. I wish I knew. This is... This is one of life's mysteries. I would, I need, I feel like I need to really find out. Um, we'll just say my possible cousin, but we're not exactly sure. Um, Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle, who we have not seen since Paul Rudd played Tommy Doyle in <laughs> uh, that whole court cult uh, trilogy, which they have omitted from the uh, mythos. It matter now. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Since they uh, brought TVA it, came through and uh, wiped them out. <laughs> it pretty much, yes, is exactly what happened. That's amazing. That is the best summary of of that. Um, I love seeing Michael McDonald as Little John and then Scott MacArthur as Big John. I almost wanted to greet you today as Hello, Little John, but <laughs> I was like, I don't even know if he'll remember that. Is that uh, Big John? I he's over. I hear something. What else? Anyways, that it's whole like they were playing Marco Polo in there. Right. It's like Big John, Little John. I'm like ah, Marco Polo. Yep. <laughs> I was actually saying it, but I didn't say it too loud in the theater. I was like, man, I don't want to piss anybody off, so yeah, keep it to myself. So before we get too far into this, I got to tell you something that happened at Boo at the Zoo. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> York and Grayson are both riding the carousel, and the lights go. Yeah, the lights are on, but then they'll turn it off for like a few seconds, and then flip them back on. It'd be like you want to annoy somebody, like a kid that likes to annoy a parent while they're trying to use the bathroom. They're flipping the light off and on. Or basically me whenever Ruth's in the bathroom and I just come in there and flip the light on or off. Usually it's when she's trying to take a shower. Anyways, or the kids. Either way, I'm that person. Anyways, (laughs) uh, York was on a uh, red panda. Grayson was on an otter next to each other. And then about two rows back, there's a kid dressed as Michael Myers riding a dolphin. And I wish I would have gotten a picture because this kid played Michael Myers like was in character. Just sat there stoic the entire time with his knife, holding his knife and riding a dolphin. And I've never laughed so hard at just the silly. I should. I I feel horrible that I didn't know. Should have been like, hey, kid, I need you to go back on this thing and I got to get a picture. No, no. Get the dolphin again. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was rolling. That just cracked me up so much. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> anyways, back to the movie. So, Halloween Kills is picking up where we left off with the re- reboot. What What is it? Just up. I don't know. With the last Halloween movie. It's more like that, a retconning. There you go. <laughs> Especially how they started this one off. Right. Yes. Yeah. With the retconning of uh, the previous Halloween movie that brought uh, Jamie Lee Curtis back. Actually brought the franchise back, really. Yeah. Um, so for those that 
have a foggy memory about the previous Halloween movie that was out. That movie takes place 40 years, I think, after Halloween 2. Basically ignoring Halloween 3 through, well, whatever the last one was <laughs> before that. Not H2O, but it was like, there was. I feel like there was one after that. Um, I think there, I'm sure there was. I think it was Resurrection. Plus, plus uh, yeah. And then, obviously, uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween movies are in an alternate universe. So yeah, I still haven't watched those that's, yet. That's on my list. You, you really should, because those are something. <laughs> like, those... The cinematography and those are outstanding. Like it's, it, it's the filters they use just to give it this grainy, dirty, like kind of grindhouse feel to it mm-hmm. is ridiculous. And how they really kind of focus on the psychosis. Like I want to go back and watch them to be honest, because I was thinking about that the other day. I was surprised how good those were. Yeah, they're not, and they're not even my kind of horror, but mm-hmm. uh. But I definitely have a, an appreciation and respect for those kind of for those two uh, Halloween movies. Like I, I actually kind of dug those and kind of want to go back and rewatch them. But it's definitely an alternate universe, Michael Myers. Okay. Um, because it focuses on Michael Myers's uh, growing up in the, you know, in the psychiatric ward and his counseling sessions and everything. It's it's fascinating. I. I actually kind of liked how they kind of focused on actually the kid, you know, Myers as a kid and then growing up and everything to help try and figure out how and why he is the way he is. So it's, yeah, if you haven't watched those, it's, it is certainly something and it is, it is some great filmmaking. It's not my kind of movie, but it's, but it's one I would probably revisit every now and then just because I like the Halloween series out of all the eighties kind of slasher horror movie series, mm-hmm. the Halloween ones, I think for some reason are the ones I enjoy the most. Like Friday the 13th ones are kind of, cause there's nothing you're, you're not adding to the story of Jason Voorhees. No, it's just random. It's just killing. <laughs> yeah. It's in a different setting. Yeah. So there's nothing they really expand on then. I did like the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street with uh, what's his name, Jackie Earl Haley. I did actually like that one because that the one with the, where Robert England didn't play Freddy. Correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Jackie Jack Earl Haley from Bad News Bears plays him. Okay. And I actually like it because it, again it goes into origin story of Freddy Krueger and and all that and makes I don't want to say it makes him sympathetic, but it it at least gives you some insight to his backstory and the person before he became who he was. Is was is whatever. Okay. Um so I have a I kinda I don't love it, but I appreciate it. I guess again, appreciate it. Um and I still I I'm not into the whole like what was it Phantasm oh, the one with Pinhead. I'm not in I haven't. I've never got into those. Oh, Hellraiser. Yeah, the Hellraiser ones. I never really got into those. So, um, yeah. So for me, it was it was Michael Myers is more interesting. <clears throat> I uh, 
actually three years ago is when when I was uh, listening to the Halloween Unmasked podcast with Amy Nicholson, where she interviews John Carpenter, Jamie Lee Curtis, and they really get into the making of the movie, the making of the score, what all went into it, what caught in the uh, – she interviewed some psychologists about you know the impact the movie had. So if you have not listened to that, I know it's still available. Uh, do yourself a favor. I think it's four or six episodes, and they're like anywhere between, I think, 30 and an, thirty minutes to an hour. I can't remember. It's been so long. But I remember it being amazing and loving it. Um, so if you like Halloween or just like movies, <clears throat> you should definitely check this one out. Halloween Unmasked, where we get your podcast. There you go. Um, meanwhile, back to this movie. So this movie picks up pretty much where the last movie left off. I mean, yeah. within just like Halloween two picked up where Halloween one left off. And so it could be essentially viewed as one very long movie because it takes place the exact same day. It's a very long night. Yeah. <laughs> apparently <laughs> it's one very, very long night. Um, but it's, this one doesn't have Jamie Lee Curtis in it as much as you would think it would, because that's not the focus of this movie. No, <clears throat> the focus really is on Michael Myers. Yes, like it's. I don't want to say it's his story because you don't really learn anything about the character, or there's no like flashback, or I mean, there is a flashback, but there's it's not his flashbacks. It's side characters in the movie. It's their you know, memories from 1978, I think it is. Um, yeah. 77, 78. And what happened at the Myers house that fateful night that basically spawned his origin. <clears throat> and so, or, you know, at the Strode house and everything. And so this, but so it doesn't focus on Jamie Lee Curtis or even her family, like her daughter or granddaughter. <clears throat> Cause after the events of the first film, uh, Lori Strode winds up in the hospital. So she's in the hospital for like the majority of the movie. It's kind of like Halloween too. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and another movie, I, I, I was watching, I was reading the comment section. I was like, man, it's odd. This is another Halloween sequel where Lori Strode is in the hospital or somewhere kind of, not really in the story. <laughs> so that's kind of what I noticed here with this one too. It's almost like she's just there for name credit and hey, I'm a producer. But yep. get that catch yeah. that check. <laughs> catch that check. But it's not something that hasn't happened before. Right. Yeah. It's just you kind of expected her to be in it more. Yeah. And I mean now this they sideline her. They gave her it's a reason to sideline her to make it make sense, but still it doesn't make sense. The trailer didn't give you any kind of didn't show any reason for why she would be in it more. You know what I mean? Because the trailer pretty much shows Anthony Michael Hall's Tommy Doyle as kind of the uh, main good guy, I guess. The you know the the hero because that's all you see is yeah. him looking mad <laughs> with a baseball bat. You know, yes. doing his damn near doing his dead zone impression with the eyebrow raise and everything and. I was waiting for him to get premonitions as to where Michael Myers was going to be. And 
ambitious. Do that whole bit. It, I didn't hate it, okay? I didn't... I mean, because this is the thing. When I go watch these kind of movies, I have zero... Like, the bar is set so low. Like, I'm just happy to go watch another one of these and just kind of check my brain at the door. I'm not trying to find some sort of meaning into watching these movies. <laughs> like, huh, I wonder why they went this way. I wonder why they went and locked... Uh, I wonder why she, I wonder why uh, Karen went and locked one door to protect this escaped psychopath and then locked this other one, thinking that they wouldn't just break the glass in the window to get to him. <laughs> like, were you what were you expecting this to happen? Like, I'm not yeah. I don't know. Don't care. Like, I just like I just know the one thing this movie does do is bring up the idea of mass hysteria because mm-hmm. you get a group of people together. You have a leader. Your leader says evil dies tonight. And that's and, all they focus on. And that's all they focus on. And they repeat the chant as if it's some sort of cult chant, which is interesting. And then somebody that, you know, that's him. That's Michael Myers without knowing whether it is or isn't. But in their right. head, they're only like, this guy's a killer. This guy, blah, blah, blah. Because that mob mentality. <clears throat> exactly. Mob mentality and... Someone saying Michael Myers is in my car and it wasn't Michael Myers. It was just another escape uh, psychiatric patient trying yeah. to leave, yeah. like scared out of his mind. Wanting help, but yeah, wanting help, but just not getting it. No. And so they're, so they end up going and trying to, and she's trying to, you know, Karen's trying to help this patient because she knows that's not Michael Myers. Cause obviously Michael's, Taller, much, much taller. It has a mask and a dark a black suit, <laughs> dark black jumpsuit. Yep. That's the yep. that's the give up. That's the the dead giveaway, if nothing else. Yes. That's how you know. This and, guy uh, looks like a, this guy looks like he's cosplaying. Yeah, cosplaying <laughs> the penguin in in the new Space Jam movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it's a very bargain bargain basement cosplay. Yeah. Oh. But you know, it's um, again. I'm just, I just roll with it. But I, I, I do like how they try and, at least, you know, even in a horror movie, try and have some sort of social commentary as to yeah. how mob mentality and mass hysteria can really cause good people to do basically check their brains at the door, so to speak, yeah. and do stupid things that can cause someone's, you know, you know, be connected to someone's death. So, yeah. So I did like that. I appreciated how they were able to kind of do that a little bit of that. I wouldn't have minded a little bit more, but not of that, but just things, little nuggets like that. Yeah. Um, that they could have focused on. In the end, it's just that this just becomes another Halloween slasher movie with no real plot, just Michael's on the loose. Yeah. But there's a trail you can figure out where he's going. But there's no rhyme or reason as to why he's killing the people that he's killing. Does that make sense? It's more like, like you're usually. just in his way. You're in yeah. my way. I don't I don't know you, but hey. Right. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's that's what frustrated me. Because at least there was. Yeah, the killings were fine. I mean, they're I don't want to say clever, I guess. But, you know, there's yes, there he chose different methods. And but I. Uh, I guess the only thing you're trying to show is Michael Myers is a serial killer and like is not right in the head. Okay. Yeah. I get your brutal 
ridiculous killings yeah. and why you would stab somebody with different knives with every knife that you have in the kitchen. I was like, dang man, he's got jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a sick and twisted sense of humor. I'm quite the cut up. <laughs> Bigger <laughs> knife. Yeah. And I, I, sw- yeah. I really thought they were going to do a crocodile Dundee joke. It's like, I got this knife and I'm going to stab him. So well, I got this knife. And I was like, that's not a knife. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, they kind of did without saying anything. Yeah. And that's kind of what, what I thought, I thought of. And I, and I got a kick out of it. Cause I think that's whether they were intending to or not, it seemed like they kind of were without actually, and they're always yeah. doing the wink without. Yeah, I was like, wait till you see Michael's knife. <laughs> I was like, oh, that one's cute. <laughs> Had a little game of Marco Polo, but they were <laughs> doing it differently. Um, but yeah, like I, I did kind of have to check myself at some point. I was like, wait, did you forget what movie you're watching and all this? It's just I, I saw what they were doing with bringing older characters that had encounters with Michael Myers or were related to people who had encounters and um, reintroducing them. But they just didn't really do much with them. And you knew what, what they were there for. You knew why they were there. Right. And so it's like, ah, it's too predictable <laughs> of what's going to happen right. with them. And then it kind of took a minute for me to jog my memory with the doctor and the nurse who was in the previous movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, so that's where they went. <laughs> but I like the flashback at the beginning. It kind of changed the ending from the first movie where instead of Michael Myers getting shot and running off, he actually gets caught, which puts him in the asylum for those 40 years. So yeah. it makes the last one make more more sense. But that, that talent show scene kind of almost took me out. <laughs> I was mad. I, I think I, I had my, my malignant moment in that scene. I was like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> we need to be figuring out. Like, when they finish that flashback, they should have jumped right to Laurie Strode and her family. That scene. Yeah. They should have skipped to that. Yep. Just uh, just for yeah. just for flow. Just, this is what we're yeah. here for. And then have that somewhere else. I agree, because I, I agree, because I thought I'm like I, who whose idea was this one's like yeah <laughs> like so it's like something that should have been left on the cutting floor or edited in a different position or something something yes. you know that that that's what kind of gave me my my main issue then after I got through that I was fine but it was I was thinking like, I don't know if it's gonna be like this I don't know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no and and I'd uh, I watched it after you did. And I watched, I mean, you went to the theater. I watched it on the Peacock app yeah. and watched it that way. That, I mean, more or less made it, I just didn't feel like, like I like, oh, I don't have to leave the house. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I stayed at the house and watched it that way. And, and I mean, it's fine because it's not what I felt I needed to see in theater. I mean, I was happy to be able to watch this at home. Um, but it, uh, like again, I didn't dislike it, but yeah, I just it was just another Halloween movie. I definitely prefer the previous one yes. as opposed to this one. I think it had more of a plot, more of a story. Uh, there was, I felt like there was a lot. This is gonna sound stupid when I say this, but if you've seen the previous one, you'll I think maybe understand it. My what I'm about to say. I feel like there was a lot more at stake in the first one. I mean, technically, in every Halloween movie, there would be a lot at stake because there's a serial killer on the loose in the city. Yeah. But it was more contained. 
it was a smaller story. That makes sense. Because it focused on Lori and her family. Yeah. And the fact that this guy got out in that you're having, he's coming after this family specifically. Whereas this one was much broader and they're coming after, he's coming after everybody in the town. And the town is now fighting back, you know, coming together as a community, community yeah. strong in Haddonfield to take back their town, their little town. But I just, years, I just like but... that. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to let this, you know, yeah. I don't like, it. Uh, so I like that more contained story, the smaller story. Cause it feels, I don't want to say it feels more into it. Just when he starts killing people, it seems like there's more going, there's, there's it, more, it focus. Brings more focus in it, it. It heightens the intensity, like the, you know, the suspense. There we go. It heightens yeah. the suspense and because you know he's coming after this family. Whereas in the in the new one, he's just coming after everybody. Like he don't. Yeah. You're in my way. Slash slash slash. Yep. Oh, then there was the there was some eye stuff there. I meant to but you could probably see it. You knew where it was coming. I was like Yep. Nope. Yeah. But um but yeah, I mean as far as all the Michael Myers slashing killing stuff. I mean, that is what it is. Right. And, and he was reminding me of old school Undertaker where you take him down, but you you need to make sure he's down because if right. not. Yeah. Yeah. Just like they say in Scream, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This is the part of the movie where the villain comes back. <laughs> yeah. And of course, there's going to be a third one for this series. Yeah. I mean, they're going to always do a trilogy. I mean. Yeah. It's already. I think it's already got a title, too. So I was like, that ah, makes yeah, okay. Halloween keep killing. <laughs> <laughs> keep on keeping on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if the next Halloween movie doesn't actually have Michael Myers or Mike Myers in the movie fighting against Michael Myers, why do we even have this series going? I mean, come on. <laughs> like he could legit there. just it, it, he could legit just be playing himself. Yeah. Maybe just on just a cam, just some kind of cameo somewhere. Here we go. Haddonfield has a Comic Con. Hear me out. <laughs> Mike Myers is a guest at the Comic Con. There are people cosplaying Michael Myers at this Comic Con. So people start dying. You don't know which one is a real serial killer. You're welcome. There's your plot. There you go. There you go. Think of all the cameos you could just have in there. Yeah, I mean, they could do like so if you think about it. Uh, actually, one of my favorite Nightmare on Elm Streets is Wes Craven's new nightmare because mm-hmm. they made it very meta where Wes Craven, you know, played himself. Um, Nancy was supposed to be playing a version of her real life self and supposed to be taking place, you know, like, you know, these she's like po- having like. PTSD for making these movies. You know, yeah. Robert England's playing them himself, but then she starts having these nightmares where Freddy Krueger actually comes to life. It's very meta. It was actually one of the first rated R movies I saw after turning 17. Yeah. Not including, the, I mean, like I went and saw it by myself because it came out my birthday weekend. So I went and saw it by myself. And, uh, but yeah, it, and actually that's, and I like that kind of story, how it's just kind of meta. And in that kind of way, this is how Halloween has their own version of that. 
It's kind of like how one of the screams was like that when they were making a movie based yes. on. Yeah. Yep. I think it's Scream 2, I think. That sounds feel like yeah. it. Yeah. That sounds like it. So, yeah. yeah I, and so I think, uh, I think this, you know, Halloween could have their own version of it now. And that's how you include Mike, Mike Myers. <laughs> but you have to get somebody that can do. They could do horror, but also can do comedy because you would have to have some comedy in there yeah. and have a bit where Mike Myers, where they're, where they're saying Michael Myers is coming and it's just Mike Myers. <laughs> uh, or at least that moment. Like, oh, yeah, Michael least, Myers is coming and he comes around the corner. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See? I'm telling you. Genius. Itself. <laughs> it does. Then you just yeah. build everything else. Yep. Everything else around it. Uh, joy. I, I think I'm, I think I've got all I got to say about that one. You too. All right. Yeah. All right, brother, you're up. All right. <clears throat> so. My next movie, I went and watched, uh, uh, I guess it could be another a 24. I want to say classic, but. I would see Lamb. <laughs> the next installment. <laughs> yeah. And um, like I, I, I kind of already started off on a bad foot because I got my my start times mixed up. So I missed maybe oh, two no. or three minutes. So I don't I'm still not sure if maybe what I missed was important. But I know this is breaking down in like three chapters. So like before each okay. chapter, they have a black screen. Chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. So yeah. and um, but. <clears throat> this came out September 24th, 2021. Runtime of an hour and 46 minutes. Uh, directed by uh, Valdemar Johansson. And I'm going to mess these names up. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You'll get one right. You'll get one right. So. <laughs> get your girl with the dragon tattoo and you can get that one right. So, uh, Numi Rapace or Rapache. <laughs> I think you had Rapace. I think you had Rapace. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Hilmer. Shoot. Character There's some names. other, some We've other got, characters. There, yeah. Yes, there it is. We've got Let's Maria, Ingvar, and um, P- Peter. Peter. It's Peter. It's basically Peter. It's Peter. And, and um, yeah, and then another actor who has no name for his character, which I feel like is the one at the very end that just kind of comes in. But basically, it's about a childless couple, Marie and Ingvar, discover a mysterious newborn on their farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of family, family life brings them uh, much joy before ultimately destroying them. So they're living the farm life, you know, doing land irrigation and they have lambs. And, you know, if ever you're wondering what it looks like for lambs being born for the yeah. farmers like they show them assisting with the lamb birth okay. so it happens at least three times <laughs> and um their life is basically routine you know they're doing their 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 land tending to the land yeah tending to the to the uh the lambs feeding them hay helping them give birth and you know just normal stuff breakfast lunch reading newspapers sleeping just routine but one lamb birth 
they they kind of take a, a liking to and they pull it into the house and bathe, yeah. put a crib up and everything. So they mostly just show the lamb head and the body covered up in a blanket. But as time goes on, they start to reveal more and more where they show a shot where they're holding. You see, like, the bottom half is more human. The right arm is like a lamb hoof. The left arm is more human. And it actually stands upright. But they don't they don't really explain, like, how that happened. I have my own thoughts as to why. You know, it's like maybe this routine life is just not enough for Ingvar. Yeah. It's like these lambs. Hmm. You know, I'll let you think what you think there, but um, they didn't really explain. <laughs> so, you know, but they're just taking like, OK, we got this this humanoid lamb, but we're going to treat him, treat her as our own. And they call her as Ada or Ada. And uh-huh. randomly, Ingvar's brother, Peter, comes in and he's introduced to Ada and he's kind of taken aback like you know what is this <laughs> like what's really going on here like he's like he's us like what's, what's this right and but the lamb that had this baby is still obviously connected and is constantly standing outside the window trying to speak to it and you know the mom like yeah we can't have that so eliminates that lamb <laughs> And I'll just say it's eliminated from the game. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Peter gets kind of the same idea, but he's kind of taken enamored by this lamb as well and changes his mind and just accepts it. And he's Uncle Peter. This is his niece and just goes with it. But there is something beyond the mountains that is not liking this at all. And it just creates chaos and and things just get kind of hectic i can't say too much about it yeah i don't want to spoil it but it's just it was just weird because it's obvious cg for the lamb's head and the human body and it's kind of jarring and i'm just sitting there like is this some kind of random thing that happens every so often like i don't know (laughs) Um, but yeah i was I, I kind of have more fun with this than Halloween Kills, <laughs> despite not much happening. Like it's subtitled, but it's not like a lot of dialogue. But when it hap- when it comes up, you know, be ready. Some of the some of the background kind of blends in with the words, so it's kind of hard to read something. So, um, but it was interesting. You know, it's a twenty four. I'll be curious when you finally get to watch A20- it. Okay. Did they a twenty four all over the place? A little bit, you know. Remember in the Green Knight where you had your your giants? Yeah. There, there's kind of a moment like this where there's one creature that appears at some point. Okay. And um, yeah, I mean it's pretty dark. <laughs> but it's but beautifully shot. Yes. Yeah. And you don't. Yeah. It's like it's beautifully shot. You really don't know what you're watching, but no. it's, it's also but in the story is like bonkers but you're there for it that's yeah. basically what yeah yeah if you're familiar with a24 movies you're, you're it's it's you, basically keeping you know in what you're getting into yeah. yeah you more or less know what you're getting into yeah <laughs> yeah <sighs> that's so, amazing yeah. yeah i 
when I saw that you had gone and seen it, I was definitely jealous. Um, but there was no way I was going to be able to go see it before we talked. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to go watch it. Cause as soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, well, obviously I'm going to go see this because it's looks bonkers. Yeah. Um, I finally got to check it out. Cause I was going to see it last week, but I just never got to it. So I was happy to finally get it, get in there and watch it. Yes. And my post, I was trying to figure out the perfect gift to put up there. And I'm sorry. No, like, that oh, was, you, you hit spot on. Yeah. No, you hit perfect. spot on. That Nick Cage one was perfect. Yeah. Was um, <laughs> that is amazing. All right. So I, I know I've talked about this once before because when it came, when it finally dropped on iTunes, I, I know I, I talked about my love for this movie, but I'm, I feel like it has to be revisited yet again because it is the 35th anniversary. We went saw it in theaters for my birthday for the, it was a fathom event. And so mm-hmm. it was only showing at one time. We were going to go see it at, uh, at one theater, but oddly enough, it was actually pretty full. So, uh, when I went to go book tickets, so we ended up going to another theater and, or significantly less people. Um, and then, you know, so there was a lot more spacing and everybody sat further away from us. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I can honestly say this is the first movie and I can tell you the last time where all four of us went to the movies together. Like I've taken the kids separately. I don't remember the last time I've taken the kids together still. Yeah. I can remember the last one. I mean, we've seen plenty at the house, but and then I definitely couldn't tell you the last movie uh, Ruth and I saw together. So the fact that all four of us were able to go to the theater just and for my birthday and it was the 35th, I, it just everything played in and it just, I loved it. And I got to sport my new rad shirt. So with that being said, I'm now going to delve into the rad, the 35th anniversary, nothing special as far as like they didn't have any like added footage at the end of the movie. They, did show essentially like not really even a trailer, I guess just a snippet. There's apparently going to be a rad documentary coming out. Hmm. So I'm very excited about that and cannot, I was like, like, well, obviously I'm going to watch this. I got to talk about it on the show anyways. (laughs) So (laughs) it's another one I get to talk about. Awesome. Um, so rad came out in 19, (laughs) I want to say 86. God, I, that's terrible. I can't remember what year this came out. Yeah, 1986, starring um, Bill Allen as Crew Jones, Laurie Laughlin as Christian, Bart Connor as Bart Taylor, Talia Shire as Mrs. Jones, Ray Walston as Burton Timmer, uh, Alfie Wise as Elliot Dole, Jack Weston uh, as Duke Best, and he is so good as like this sleazy <laughs> corporate guy. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, I love this movie because it's so 80s. It's like, it's, yeah, nostalgic 80s at that. Um, and uh, Chad and Carrie Hayes as Rex and Rod Reynolds, which, if you ever wanted to see, what an 80s version of Zamot and Tomax from G.I. Joe 
the twins, the Cobra twins, mm-hmm. these guys would have been perfect casting because the dance scene at the high the high school dance scene and their space outfits look just like uh, they just need to be red and blue and they would have been perfect Cobra. Yeah. You know, decoys. Anyways, it was great. So basically this story is about uh, is the story of one man, one young man, Crew Jones, who has the intensity and desire to win a BMX race called Hell Track. So it comes to this small little town. Uh, Crew's a senior. He's in high school. He's got a girl with he, kind of a girlfriend. I don't at the beginning of this movie. It's really weird to say, but he uh but she's she likes him but doesn't really like him it's i don't understand it i think it's because he has a bike and not a car yeah (laughs) so i think that part of it and anyway so she ends up uh more or less tapping him i don't i don't even know it's so weird um that relationship oh sorry the movie's directed by hal needham who is known for directing movies like the Cannonball Run movie, Smoking and the Bandit. Um, he was also a uh, stuntman. So he saw the stunts that they were doing in this movie and was blown away because it's stuff he would never dream could be done as far as like the different tricks and everything. And so when they had actual stunt bicyclist doing say hey why don't we try doing this we haven't had like a fall or something like this done yet it's like yeah go ahead and give it a try and then anyways it just added more authenticity to it um but yeah they so basically uh this the mongoose is trying to get this uh their star person bart taylor uh, to win this race. So if he wins this race, basically it's like he gets this multi-million dollar contract with toys and uh, stuff on the mongoose line with his face on it and everything and goes in stores and they can make a killing. Uh, but there's other, they call them factory <laughs> uh, racers. Mm-hmm. So mongoose and then some of these other brands like Vans has, or, you know, somebody and then a couple other brands, I guess, but they call them factory racers. Kind of funny. Um, and then Lori Laughlin's like the championship uh, women's or you know, female championship uh, racer. And she's there as more of a promotional thing, but not actually racing. Um, she then, her and crew, you know, meet and they get some sort of love interest thing going. And um, <clears throat> basically the town, in order to get the town to kind of give the go ahead to have this race here, they basically want to make it to where the locals can compete in this race. So they have like a qualifier. Basically there's three qualifiers that they can make it through each race. Then they can win X amount of money. If they win the hell track race then they'll win even more. So it's about them trying to do that. Crew shows that he's got the heart because when there's thunder in your heart, and it was, it's one of the songs, and it's throughout the movie. I was making Thunder in Your Heart jokes on the entire way home. <laughs> and Ruth thought I was adorable the first one or two times. And then after that, she's like, okay, that's we're good. <laughs> I was getting like the pat on the leg. I'm like, all right, I think we're good. I'm glad you had a good birthday. I think we're done with that joke. Played out. <laughs> so, 
I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to break the ice. Anyways, that's at the beginning. Um, I like the soundtrack, too. It's so 80s. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he makes a qualifier, and it's funny because he's also working at, like, a res- like a, a restaurant, too. So it's almost like he... It's almost like a superhero thing where he's like working in this restaurant, but then he has to go try out for this race, you know, and it comes and then does this race or does this thing on these set pieces for this bike for the these bike set pieces. And then he's back at the restaurant. I'm like, it's almost like a superhero thing. Like he I'll be right back boom, and go fight crime and then come back to work. Like yeah. he didn't miss a thing. <laughs> it's I'm like, I want to know what his hours are. These are like so random. I was like, he's got a lot of liberty just to leave. <laughs> but it's because he's the main character. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. Um But no, I I love this movie so much. It's so ridiculous and just so much fun. And it's such a family fo- I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of uses of the word shit and bullshit. And that's the only and then hell track because hell's in the word hell track, but yeah. which even the track's not even the track is actually when it was made, it was actually ridiculous. The first ramp they go down was so steep, a lot of the stump bicyclists were scared to go down it. Wow. Because it was so dangerous. <laughs> and they had to shoot several scenes of them going down this because I think one shot. or two got injured, you know, trying to go down it. Yeah. Um, but they were trying to make it as intense as possible. And it's a. Uh, and there was a couple of times during the qualifiers, like I saw crew like weave the actual like boundary areas and then and then like ride back in. I'm like, I'm looking at my wife going, pretty sure he cheated during these qualifiers, but nobody's <laughs> like calling them on it and they're just kind of letting them have it. Yeah. I'm like, I said, I don't know what kind of message that's sending to people. <laughs> but, you know, here I am in my 40s just now realizing that he's cheating in the qualifiers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's because he's the main character, and that's why he's allowed to. He's got that armor. Yep, he's got <laughs> yep got that plot armor on. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's such a fun movie. Um, it's very nostalgic. I mean, it's if you're watching it for the first time as an adult, you probably aren't going to like it unless you watch it through an '80s nostalgic lens. Yeah. Um, but it is great for the family because it's not. Like there's no real danger, you know, in this movie. It's just it's a bike race and it's fun. Both my kids liked it. The seven and ten. Yorick really liked it, which I was I thought he probably would. And even Grayson enjoyed it. I think she was getting a little tired because it was a seven o'clock movie. It's only an hour and thirty one minutes long. I mean, it's not a long movie. Yeah. But we uh but it'd been a long day. Anyways. And uh it was just great to watch, and it was. I was so happy I got to take my family to go see this. So it was that you know, it was just a great birthday. I mean, all around. So and we got to have a few babies. So I got to have a double bacon burger. It was delicious. That uh, love few babies. Burgers are good. Period. Oh, man, yes, and those right there um, were great. It was just a great night, and. Um, Bill Allen has a book called My Rad Career, which I'm planning on starting. And I would love to try and get him on to talk for a few minutes at some point. Fingers crossed. Um, until then, please check out our friends at $2 Late Fee who did interview him. 
great episode they have on on uh, talking about the making of this movie and everything that goes with it. Great companion piece to this episode. Um, you can find Rad on your like iTunes, Amazon, all that stuff uh, to rent and purchase. So and bootleg i think still because they wasn't out on dvd for the longest time and it finally came out yeah um because i guess enough people asked for it so there before i before i give it over oh it's apparently on showtime right now um so uh, there was a scene that made that made ruth laugh and it took me a second to catch it there's a scene where crew and christian played by Lori laughlin are standing on, you know, having a romantic moment, talking uh, by a lake, standing on a giant rock, and they're kind of you know, holding each other. And he's like, you know, I don't think my mom's going to let me do this race because it's on the same day as the SATs. And she's like, so what? And then Ruth just starts busting up laughing because of the whole scandal, Lori Laughlin scandal, where she was able to get her daughter into college. <laughs> And that just made her that. And then I'm like, why is it? Why is it so funny? And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, all right, never mind. That's fucking hilarious. Um, you know, <laughs> foreshadowing there in the movie yeah. for real life. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's hilarious. And it was great because oddly enough, Olivia Jade is on Dancing with the Stars. So we were able to show Grayson, you know, this is, you know, the lady that the girl that was in this movie, this is her daughter on Dancing with the Stars. We didn't go into anything else, but um, she's actually pretty good. And seems pretty like a pretty sweet girl, an influencer. Yeah, are we all? All right, that's rad. All right, <clears throat> so I'm just going to talk briefly. So, of course, we were talking about James Bond, No Time to Die previously. So I went back and I watched Casino Royale, realized only thing I remember from that was the beginning parkour scenes. Parkour, parkour. And um, then I watched Quantum of Solace, which I agree, it, it would be the weakest of the five Daniel Craig movies. And I was about halfway, well, I was watching Skyfall and I got to the port where he got shot on the train and then we start our uh, intro. I said, you know what? I've watched all these now, so let me go back and watch. So Hulu has at least, I think, three of the first James Bond movies with Sean Connery. So I watched Dr. No, then From Russia with Love, and then Goldfinger. And so, you know, just to kind of slowly, I guess, do a marathon. So I watched three of those, and I know... Uh, Sean Connery traded character seven times. Um, him and Roger Moore, I read, both did it seven times, and they both had a movie come out the same year, a month apart. Yeah. And um, so I'm not going to talk a lot about the movies, but it was different from going from Daniel Craig to Sean Connery, considering the time when this was released and just, you know, just how far they've come as far as how they shoot it. And, yeah. Cause the first one felt more like sets, like play sets or whatnot, yeah. where 
but it was still cool. It was, it was it's good. You know, James Bond is James Bond, regardless right. of who's playing him. He's just he loves the women, yep. gets the job done, and he's very selfish. <laughs> he is because he's but, an only um, child. I mean, he was yeah. an only child and an orphan. Yeah, so, so yeah, I understand that more. And then um, but um, so right now I'm just going through Sean Connery, and then. I think there was one other actor that played him before Sean Connery came back, so I haven't got quite to that George movie yet. George Lazenby. Yeah, so I haven't gotten to that yet. <clears throat> I think I'm the next one is um, Thunderball. Be the next one I okay. watch. And um, yeah, from, slowly but surely. <laughs> I'm from Russia with the Love is my first. This is my favorite out of those first three Connery movies. Yeah. That's yeah. I've just yeah. That one's definitely my favorite. And then the dude that played Grant, I was like, hey, man, that looks like Daniel Craig. <laughs> Back <laughs> yep. in the 60s. I was like, ah. yep. <laughs> That's what he reminded me of. Yep. And um, Goldfinger, I kind of, I think I'm taking a break because I think I kind of kind of zoned out a little bit with that one. Yeah. But I like the the song at the beginning, Goldfinger. <laughs> like, Goldfinger. Yes. Uh, I think, I don't want to say Skyfall is the best of the craig songs um because i really like the white stripes one um for that's quantum in it i think that's quantum that the white stripes does that one um i forgot the name of it but that's that's my the white stripes song is my favorite that the one had more of a rock yeah yeah with the piano and everything guitar and piano okay um yeah that one's probably my favorite from the Craig ones, and then followed by Skyfall and the rest. I don't care about. I don't like Chris Cornell, so I don't care about the Casino Royale one. Yeah. And Sam Smith is not my, not my jam. So hashtag not my jam. Yeah. Um, and the Billy Eilish one is okay. Sure. It's 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 whatever. Um, but yeah, those be my two. So, um. But yeah, uh, there's also, again, another great podcast about James Bond called James Bonding, I believe it is, with uh, Matt Myra and Matt Gorley. Um, and they go through every single Bond movie, like okay. starting with Dr. No all the way through. And I think they took some time off and they've come back, but I haven't listened to any of the newer ones. But they have, I mean, like Matt Myra is like a huge James Bond fan, as well as Matt Gorley. And like, they've got more knowledge and useless trivia than even, you know, I could think of, but it's, it's good stuff. I learned a lot from listening to that podcast as well. So it's good just to watch it and then listen to that. And then just special when like it's fresh in your head. Yeah, yeah. Like a great companion. Kind of like for me, like listening to the office ladies podcast, I'll listen to that and then I'll go back and watch the episode again. Or if I know that episode's coming up, I'll rewatch the episode and then listen to it. So I love those type of things. Cool. Yeah, All right. But yeah. But, but yeah, that yeah. one line when uh, I had the laser going, yeah. it's like, you expect me to talk? I said, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I like that. I like that. It's, yeah. Can we? Can, can I talk instead? Yeah. <laughs> or I get a choice. I'll just talk. So if you made your point. <laughs> yeah. This literally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, real, just real quick, the last thing I just um, because this was the birthday week of my grandfather, it'd be remiss for me to not talk about an Abbott and Costello movie. And with Halloween yeah. coming up, 
what better movie to talk about than Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein? Uh, this classic from 1948, uh, not rated because it's rated G. Is an hour and 23 minutes short. <laughs> not long. It's an hour and 23 minutes short because I would have taken more. This is not one of my favorite Adam Costello movies, but it's still a great movie. It's also a great way to introduce your your uh, introduce your children to not only Adam Costello, but also the Universal Monsters. Most not all, but most of the Adam Costello movies of their 52 movies were made by Universal Studios, but not all. Um, basically, the Wolfman tries to warn a dim-witted porter, played by Lou Costello, that a that Dracula wants his brain for Frankenstein's monster's body. That's the setup. Yeah. Basically, they uh, Bud and Lou played two porters at at a train station, and they. Have to bring the Frankenstein's monster and Dracula to this house of horrors at this town. And uh, Lon Chaney Jr. plays Lawrence Talbot. Uh, Bella Lugosi plays Dracula. Glenn Strange plays the monster. Uh, Lenore Albert plays Sandra Mornay. She was been in a couple of other Evan Costello movies. Evan Evan Costello meets the killer, and I forgot the other one. Um, Jane Randolph plays Joan Raymond. Frank Ferguson plays Mr. McDougal, who is amazing. He also plays Melonhead in the Evan Costello TV show, and I'm sure I can't think of what other movies he he was also in theirs, but he's one of those people that's always been in a bunch of movies or a bunch of their stuff, and fans will know him from that. Um, but it's great because, uh, the one that, uh, one in Dracula's mistresses, um, is, you know, falls in love with, with, uh, Lou Costello because she, well, she gives the impression that she's infatuated with him, but he's, but she just wants him for his brain to go inside. So she's basically trying to woo him to try and get him, I guess, more or less uh, trick him into coming to the castle and then, you know, using him for that. There's a lot of great uh, classic bits that, that are in this movie. I absolutely love it. Um, again, it's not one of my favorite Abbott Costello's movies, but I abs- but it's it's fun. It's great for the family. It's great for Halloween as something a little bit lighter and more fun to watch. And then again, you're gonna introduce your kid, you know, your kids not only in your family to uh, not only Evan Costello, but also to these uh, great Universal monster characters played by the original actors that played them. It's not just the care, it's not just the characters, but it's the actors as those characters, as, you know, the original actors as those characters, which is just awesome. So Evan Costello, meet Frankenstein. Uh, it's available on Amazon and, you know, and to own. So, uh, real quick trailers. We already talked about the Batman, uh, March 4th. Um, you had sent this to me and it eventually popped up coming to Disney plus home, sweet home alone. Or as I said, dear, sweet Jesus. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yep. It's uh, this one's for Grayson. <laughs> and I'm sure York will like it too. Um, a married couple tries to steal back a valuable heirloom from a troublesome kid. Uh, coming coming out uh, November 12th with Ellie Kemper and Ron uh, Rob Delaney, Timothy Simmons, uh, Allie Mackey, Kenan Thompson, Pete Holmes, I love. Um, yeah, Andrew Daly. I mean, there's some great people. Chris Parnell, Mikey Day. I mean, there's some great uh, actors in this. I think it'll be fun. Um, and then uh, Archie Yates is Max, who'll be the main kick. So, uh, again, November 12th. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that, how that goes. Uh, and then um, Halle Berry has a new movie new fighting movie uh how barry gets a million dollar baby i guess mm-hmm. um she's got a boxing movie coming out called bruised a disgraced mma fighter finds redemption in the cage and the courage to face her demons when the son she had given up as an infant unexpectedly reenters her life dropping on netflix uh november 24th and in select theaters uh, Halle Berry, Stephen McKinney, Aiden Canto, Layla, or, uh, Lauren, Shamir Anderson, and others. So look for that. And then uh, The Black Phone, another horror movie uh, coming out, starring uh, Ethan Hawke and Jeremy Davies, James Ransom, um, and others. After being abducted by a child killer and locked in an, in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims. Um, in theaters, February 4th, 2022. And uh, lastly, but definitely not leastly, is the new Scream movie. Not the show. Um, definitely not. Definitely a sequel. <laughs> uh, 25 years after the original series of murders in Woodsboro, a new killer emerges and Sidney Prescott must return to uncover the truth. Uh, returning of Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette. See, Dylan Minnette will be in it. Jack Quaid will be in it. Let's see who else. Yep. So, um, uh, I know Kevin Williamson, uh, produced it. James Vanderbilt guy, music with the screenplay and Matt. Bettinelli Olfen, Tower Gilbert, Gillett. Um, are credited as directors. So I guess we shall see. Looks like it's going to be right at two hours, uh, coming out January 14th next year. Wow, that wonderful January month. (laughs) That that and Resident Evil. It's like, oh. Yes. It bodes well. (laughs) Right. Uh, So I guess we'll 
we'll see how all that goes. <laughs> yeah. But it's January, so at least it'll be something, you know. Wonder if they'll finally, if Dewey will finally get meet his meet his end because it seems like he just keeps getting stabbed or <laughs> something in all the movies, but just don't die. <laughs> Maybe Dewey's the bad guy in this one because he he does look uh, pretty loses his shit. Yeah, loses his shit finally. Yeah, it sounds. Or maybe Dewey's Michael Myers. I don't know. I mean, he never knows under the mask. Nope. You sure don't. You never know the shape. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Um. Anyways. Ah, bless. And then uh, is Dune this week? I think Dune is this week. Yes. Should be. Yes. I can't That'll wait be... to see this at home. Same. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch this on HBO Max and not go to the theater. I like having that option cause <laughs> for this one because I never watched the original. I, I did, and I even for 80s, I was like, ah, it's just not for me. Like, there's sci-fi is just always hit or miss for me, and yeah, yeah, and I just I if I can find it, I'd like to rewatch it just. But it wasn't really my thing when I watched it. And I was in my 20s when I watched it. So with Cal McLaughlin and uh, Sting, Stung, Sting. Yeah. And whoever else was in it. Those are the only two I can remember. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this one will be good. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it'll be epic and big and glorious, but... I'm just not excited for it. It's just not my. Yeah. They don't have the star power. <laughs> yeah. And I like a lot of the stars in it. It's just. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll be I'll be pleasantly surprised. I'm sure. So. Yeah. It's another we'll crazy Marvel DC crossover. Yes. <laughs> right. And Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's all the things. Yeah. Uh, good home viewing. Uh, alrighty. Um, well, my friend, I guess uh, I guess we're good. May you find thunder in your heart today. And <laughs> I hope you break the ice. <laughs> and to all of our, and to all of you, we hope you have a rad week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Parental Advisory Movie Podcast and join in on the fun.